Thank you for tuning in to Overcomers Church podcast today. We hope these messages encourage, build, and strengthen your walk in the Lord. Enjoy the message. I want you to know whatever that is happening here, whatever that you are speaking, declaring, praying, asking, seeking, is in alignment with the heart of God. And that's why he is pleased. And in this vision, what I saw was right here was a pillar. So the Lord has already placed a memorial. A pillar with the three words inscribed. For generations to come, I say this with all my heart and with responsibility. For generations to come, this place is going to be remembered for its alignment to the Lord. Not the feelings, not the trend, not the style, not what is happening in the church per se that you are just following, but you are standing in alignment with him. So I want to state that first. In general, we say to people, don't look back. You know, that's the past. Forget it. You know, keep going. But I think we are in an era that we need to look back and take stock of 2020. If we don't look back, we are not going to transit into 2021 because there is no break from 20 to 21. It's a transition. We, we are on a journey. We are in an era. We are in a decade. We are in a season that we can't separate month from day, day from week or uh, year. Yeah, it's just a one plateau, one flat march that we are going. So if we don't look back and take stock of the past year, we are not going to transit and transition properly into 2021. Why do we say about 2021? Uh, some would say it was bad. It was horrible. I have nothing to talk about 2020. I have nothing to remember in 2020. It was full of lack. It was hopeless. And I had no harvest. That was 2020 for some. But some would say, the Lord gave me so much time. I was a busy bee. I was running, running, running. And then here came the break and I had time. I had time with family. I had time with my kids. I started growing my garden. I started cleaning my house. Right? <laughs> That's what some are going to say. And I had more time with the Lord. Those of you who invested that time with the Lord, you're going to see something special coming. Yeah. And maybe that there was something dormant, a craft, a talent in you that you were able to pursue. And you've gone one step forward with that. But did we plow in 2020? The important thing is, did we plow? Did we plant in 2020? Because the time the seed is underground, it is germinating, though we don't see it. Unless we plow and unless we plant, there is no germination going to take place. That's a journey unseen. Sometimes our prayer life is like that. We don't see anything, but the Lord is at work. 
are we waiting to see the germination and the fruitfulness of what we are planting? So what did we plant in 2020? 2021 is going to be a year of harvest. Sowed in the spiritual and in the natural. Life has changed for all of us. Encroachment of our liberties and restrictions in our limitations. But we will not be intimidated. Amen. Amen. We are not going to stop Amen. speaking. We are not going to be going forward. We are going to learn to quick and implement what we have sown last year. Our total dependency on the Lord, and we keep moving. March 2020 brought us into curfew. Uh, memories of the war years. That was a time we got into a new vocabulary of uh, curfew and bombs and suicide bombers. 2020 brought us into yet another new vocabulary of COVID-19 related words that we hadn't heard, we hadn't seen, but we were learning another language, so to speak. And even in my case, I too had to learn to adjust. Curfew was sudden, everything shut down. Uh, being the mom and the wife, where is the food? Uh, do you have stock of this and do you have stock of the other thing? Uh, in our factory, we employ uh, young women who are the poorest of the poor in society. So most of them are also the breadwinners of their families. Uh, the fathers are in jail, or they are widowed, or uh, some messy situation. So we, not only that we employ them, uh, it's, a, it's a sort of ministry that we get involved with their lives and teach them uh, values from the Bible uh, to live better lives. So that's another responsibility to carry. Uh, thank God for curfew passes for the business sector uh, because we were able to deliver their salaries to their homes. Uh, that was what uh, we were told to do by the Lord. So banks are closed, uh, but from ATM to ATM each day, uh, we pulled out our funds from our savings because nothing was happening business-wise. Uh, but taking their salaries to their homes uh, was such a joy, uh, the ability to be able to do that. So uh, as I also sat and said, Lord, what's going to happen? How long is this going to last? Uh, when a business is shut down, how long do you keep your employees going? Uh, faith is one thing. Uh, I, before that, let me say, I personally feel that uh, I'm first human and, and then a Christian uh, and then born again. Uh, I, I put it in that order. You know, you got feelings. So there is, uh, what if, uh, Lord, how long is this going to uh, go on? And what am, what am I going to do after that? Okay, one year, two months, you're, you're okay. Third month comes, how do you take stock? How do you manage? Uh, asking these questions, I, I thought, no, I shut up and I sit with him. And then the Lord started to not speak, but I want to use this word, he poked me. You know, he, he brought those things uh, like needles. Stop your talking and just listen, listen. 
So it was not gentle, it was not nice, you know, I love you, so, you know, you kid, you listen to me. No, he just poked so that I take note. And some of it is what I want to bring before you. Firstly, the Lord taught me, turn the searchlight inward. And I had to sit with him and said, Lord, search me. The Lord took me through the Exodus story. We all know that story. I'm not going to read scripture today because uh, I've got a limited time and I just want to lay as much as I can with you this morning. Uh, Psalm 78 verse 7 says, Have we forgotten the Lord's work in our lives? That is pre-2020. So sit down and take stock. Look back and see what the Lord has done. I think sometimes we are very ungrateful people. Something happens and says, Lord, why did you do that to me? And why me, Lord? Why couldn't it have been her or him? Uh, you know, why, why has it got to happen to me? You know, I've been so good. I've been faithful. And you're trying to keep tell him how good you have been and how good he should be to you. Uh, and when something bad happens, but do we tell the Lord when something good happens, your grandmother dies and leaves a, a 50 million house to you, you, uh, you, you don't ask the Lord, why me, Lord? Why couldn't it have been my cousin? We don't. We don't ask him when the good things happen. So, so that was something that I also had to learn, to be grateful and to look back, take stock of what the Lord has done. The natural thing is when the challenges comes and the troubles mount and the uncertainties come, we need to be remembering how good he is, how faithful he is. It doesn't matter which place of faith we are in. He doesn't measure us, but his faithfulness comes through for us. He has performed his word in our lives, on a daily basis, on an hourly basis, his word unfolds and unfolds graciously to us. Secondly, he poked with me and said, are you keeping my commands? I'm not talking about the Ten Commandments, uh, but let us go to, the, we are New Testament believers, right? And look at the cross. Vertically, we love him. And we are expected to love him unconditionally with all our heart. We open up heaven when we have this passionate love story with our creator God. It just opens heaven up. It opens the portals for everything else to unfold. It opens heaven's doors so that angels can ascend and descend. And that's when the prayers get answered and the quick answers come and you feel the peace and the shalom just fills your home, your premises, wherever you are. The problem may be still there, but because the portal is open, because the angels are ascending and descending, your very attitude will shift by keeping his commandments. The cross is not complete without the horizontal, which is loving one another. So how do we love each other? We give, and we give time to one another. Just a listening ear. We pray with each other. We can bless people and fellowship with people 
and keep going and say how the cross is complete in our lives. Uh, during that curfew time, uh, I started growing vegetables and uh, there was enough harvest to share with my neighbors. Uh, I live in a neighborhood which is 90% Muslims. Uh, so uh, my husband says uh, Hezbollah lives around us. Uh, but uh, the, the, the fact that uh, we are the only Christians, uh, by showing this love and the sharing, uh, when they have an issue, they come to us for prayer. Uh, that, that's the relationship we have with them. So all of them are not terrorists, uh, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so we need to understand that. And um, love is going to be a great weapon, a great uh, tool for us in 2021. Uh, nothing else is going to penetrate uh, anything that is going to come and stand in front of us. Uh, it's not going to be the other carnal weapons, but love is what is going to take us. You might ask me, you said, turn the searchlight in. What about the sin and what about uh, addictions? What about all of that? Didn't the Lord talk about it? But I believe the Lord is not interested in our failings, in, in the little sins or the little things that is happening in our lives. Because when you come into that intimate place of a relationship with the living God... Everything else that is not of him begins to diminish. It will fade away. You don't have to struggle. You don't have to fast. You don't have to push and pull about it because your absolute concentration is in loving him and being right with him. And when you begin that, everything will be of the past. That was me yesterday because you are moving in closer and closer to pleasing the one you love. And that is going to be what is going to carry us in the days ahead. Wholehearted transformation will be the byproduct of loving him in total and in absolute manner. Are we taking God at his word? And that the Lord showed me through Joshua's life. The Lord gave the Israelites the promised land, but they sent in the spies to check out uh, the land. Most of them came back with a bad report. Mm -mm, can't be done. Uh, there was only two that had hope and the ability to keep going. But the bad reports, what happens is that it brings doubt and it dismantles God's promises when we don't trust him and put our faith in what he is saying. It delays our victories. If we had doubts in 2020, I believe we need to repent. We need to get right. Uh, if we doubted God, if we uh, put him aside and we went on our own journey with our own understanding, if we took things into our own hands and probably it will not be working out because what we decided last year is going to affect us this year. 
And if we don't repent and put things right, it's going to be a stagnation. We will create our own delays. Remember the promised words you have received. When the word jumped out of the Bible when you were reading and you embraced with all your heart and you said, this is mine, and you made it your personal word, don't give up on that word. Don't give up. As Pastor Mitch said about Sarah, uh, the promise that you have heard, maybe 10 years ago, maybe five years ago, there was something the Lord put in your heart. There was a prophecy given to you. Hold on to it. It's yet going to happen. He is faithful and he will carry us through. He, he will bring that promise to pass. When the Lord says, go, don't check the weather report. Don't check the uh, television news to see whether it's the time to go. When he says, go, just go. Believe in him. Put your trust in him. I, I speak because... I've been on the mission field for 26 years. I've done the most craziest things during the war, which uh, no woman should be doing. And I did it only because the Lord said. In the natural, it was dangerous. In the natural, it was absolutely foolish to do such things. But I stand here to tell you that I survived it all only because the Lord said. So when the Lord says something to you, just do it. Take him at his word because he is faithful to perform his word. Not because I am good, not because I deserve it, that I receive what he says. The other word that he taught me was strategy. The Lord said this many, many times. I'm sure all of you have heard a strategy that you needed to follow through. And you need to be able to do so. In Joshua 6, we read the victory of Jericho. I think we sang that this morning. And I was smiling because uh, Jericho is very close to my heart. And uh, uh, because very short uh, I wouldn't go into the whole story. I had a trespasser in a house that I had rented out for 10 years. I couldn't get him out. I had to go to court, and I was in court for another 12 years uh, because the judges kept changing and uh, all of this crazy stuff that happens in the courthouse. Uh, and then the Lord told me Jericho strategy. So I, I put the deed on the floor, and I did the Jericho walk. And in two weeks, my case was over. Amen. So that is, amen, amen. Strategy is vital to keep getting victory. Not our way, but his strategy. Whatever he says, just do it. So we see Jericho falling in Joshua 6. Joshua says in chapter 6 and verse 10, you shall not speak and no noise until, until I say. That is what he says to the people. And then they do the march. And that's when the shouting happens. Why did Joshua tell the people 
You will not speak. You will zip your mouth and wait until I say, because Joshua remembered the bad report. When they came out and they, they went in to spy, the bad report came and delayed their victory and delayed their journey. So, remember what the Lord has told you. Remember strategies that he has given you in 2020. This is why this decade is going to be so important. If we are going to put aside what he has already taught us, what he has already spoken to us, we are not going to be moving very far. We need this strategy. So remember what the Lord has been saying. He changes not. We, we chant that all the time. You're the same every day. But we change and we expect him to change. But he says, uh-uh. I don't change. So you want to go on a journey, you go and do a detour and come back. But that's going to cost us time. And we have no time to waste. We have no time, no more. So there's no time for U-turns. Our God is going to carry us from 2020, be faithful in 2021 and beyond. Amen. Let us Amen. not only talk and harp on 2021, let us look at the next and the next because we are on this journey. Our work is not over. That is for every one of you, everyone online. There is work to be done. Amen. We are soldiers of the army of God. Yes. So you are all enlisted. Uh, nobody is doing a clerical job. Nobody is seated behind a desk. We are all on the job. So let us remember that. And... Let us remember this word because Joshua said, until I say. Until is a very important word. Again, Pastor Mitch said, in God's timing is when things happen. So don't be in a hurry to run. Don't be, uh, I always feel that there's no urgency in heaven. Because there is a strategy, there's a plan, uh, there is a clock also in heaven. Uh, but the urgency is only on earth. Oh, we need to get this done. We need to go. So we are in the hurry, and we sometimes mess up because we are in a hurry. <laughs> so so let, us, let us walk in synchronizing with the Lord himself. And when Joshua said, until... They abided. So being submissive, submitted, and obedient to authority is also key. When Joshua said, until, if they did not, would Jericho have fallen? Or would there have been another mess and another delay in taking the land? So the importance of being submissive. Do we recognize persons that God has placed above us and over us? It's a question that we need to constantly ask ourselves. You have to get under what God puts over you or you will not get over what God wanted to put under you. Submitting to spiritual authority will determine if you will Move your mountains. When you are not in submission to the Lord, when you are not in submission to your pastor or 
whoever is above you, you try to fight your mountains, you try to push and pull, you're only going to get tired. You'll be as if you've just gone to the gym and come out, that's all. It's a workout with no result. Being submissive is what is pleasing to the Lord. When you are not in submission, you are weakened on the battlefield because only the devil is cheering you on, not the Lord. That's all. When you are not in submission, only the devil will cheer you on. Fight on, fight on, because he is waiting for you to drop in a faint. Because you're not going to have anything that is going to be worthwhile bringing home. If you have trouble moving your mountain or slaying your giants, check your attitude to submissiveness. The submissiveness vertically and horizontally. To the married ones, I say this as people who know me, they know that I'm very vociferous, I'm a chatterbox, I've got a mind of my own, so it's not easy on my husband. That's, that's a fact. But through the years, I have learned, I've learned to be the submissive one when it comes to wife. In the role of wife, I am there. In the role of the soldier, I'm there. I'm the general. I'll dictate and I will say, devil, you go, you move, I say to you. But the wife role changes. So we need to understand where are we, what are we, who are we, in what position we are. Jericho was taken because of strategy and obedience to authority. Words that come from behind us. Isaiah 30 and verse 21 talks about the the voices that comes, the words that comes. So let it be the news, let it be the newspaper, let it be the print media or any other media format and wrong counsel. It's easy to listen to man. You want to talk to someone, you want to get some advice, uh, you want to uh, maybe even go on YouTube and find uh, what do you say for this and how do you do that, seven steps to this, three steps to the other thing. That's easy. But it's not easy to wait upon the Lord. But that is what we are asked to do, not to get counsel from people or other means, but to wait upon the Lord. We want a quick fix. We want a quick word. We are impatient, but it's our responsibility to consult him. Consult him. We are quick to consult with doctors, lawyers, accountants, educationists, you know, which degree do I do? And uh, get even the event planners, we go and make consultation with. I don't say it's bad. I'm not saying it's wrong. But are we in consultation with the authority of authorities? 
We consult with doctors, but we need to get into consultation in the Lord. So that is with, but we need to get into consultation in the Lord. That's when we are going to hear truth. That's when we are going to hear strategy. That's when we know we are going to be sure-footed. If we seek his counsel, we will have his voice within us. And we will have his voice in front of us. He is not going to let us down. If we listen to the voice from behind us, we can walk into soulish partnerships. Let it be business. And now it's COVID and every opportunity looks very attractive. And you can even be foolish enough if you haven't asked of the Lord to say, oh, this is sent by the Lord. Uh, so it doesn't matter. He's not a Christian, but, you know, he's of another faith. Uh, but never mind. But it's an open door. And only God opens doors, you know. No, nobody else's. So, so this is what happens when we don't consult in the Lord. We look at every opportunity as good. Even in marriage, the same thing can happen. I waited so long. Now COVID has come. The world will end. So I better get married. <laughs> right. What about ministry? The same thing. Doesn't matter the money, who earns it, how it's earned, how it's made. Uh, it's a quick fix, quick deal somewhere, but they're willing to give you five million bucks. So take it. You know, we have the need. We, we, need, we have the need. So who cares how they made the money? But we don't ask the Lord. Is that from you? So that's when the soulish temptation partnerships would come. My sheep know my voice. How well do we know God's voice? Those of us who are married know our spouse's voices. Now, from beyond, you can hear the voice. But I think those of us who are married long enough don't need the voice, but the look is enough. One look and you know, that's a thousand words. You don't, don't have to speak anymore, right? So we need to come to, we need to, come to that same place with the Lord too. Right? We need to. We need to be able to sense him rather than hear him. Right? Long enough. Uh, if, if you're going to say that, you know, we walked with the Lord 20 years, 30 years, all of that. Uh, how, how come, you know, one look from your husband, I know exactly what he's saying. <laughs> but when I'm in consultation with the Lord, I, I, are we pretending that we don't know what the Lord is saying? Are we pretending? Who's the loser? Not him, we. So better get, get going, knowing not only his voice, but we can sense him. Is he pleased with us? Is he happy? You know, when I was preparing, uh, the, it was such a joy when I saw this pillar right here of a memorial. I thought my heart was going to burst because the joy was so exuberant of knowing 
that the alignment that is in this house is that great. I didn't hear the Lord, but that was the sensing. And that's where our sensitivity must come to. So waiting upon him, in the waiting we develop patience. Otherwise we are an impatient lot. We want to be quick. Those who know to be patient, to be sitting with him, will know what it is to glean and receive from him. In this time and season, it's an Acts 2020 season. It is the time that is upon us. The enemy shut the church buildings. The enemy shut the gatherings, the fellowship. But the Lord came up with other platforms, whether it's online, whether it's on Zoom, whether it is small groups on WhatsApp, whatever the medium, the Lord gave us opportunity. So family altars started to ignite once again, where families couldn't sit together, pray together. The fathers in the house truly became the priest of the house. That is what the Lord has called you men to be. It's to be the priest in the family. I have been at Shabbat uh, meals in Israel, in, in Jewish homes. It is such a beautiful thing because they, they have that meal for about four hours. They eat dinner for four hours. Why is more than the eating, it's the talking. It is not the food that matters. And where there is children, the father always takes a Bible character. And it starts with the, with the father teaching the kids. And it's a, it's a Bible study by itself. But it is nice because the father is teaching. Father is sharing. And the father is truly the priest in the family. And the blessing, the prayer for each child every Friday night. And finally, he prays for his wife. And you wonder why the Nobel Prize for this, Nobel Prize for that, most of it are the Jews. Yes, they are loved by the Lord. They are separated. They are special for the Lord. But this is their practice. Take heed, you fathers. Pray every week for your children. The most beautiful thing is when the husband comes home every Friday evening with a bunch of flowers. Every husband in Israel goes home with flowers and that ends up on the dining table. It's also a gesture when the husband says thank you to the wife for being the homemaker. And praise for the wife. Isn't it? I cried. I truly cried. Because such a beautiful thing. Laying his hand on his wife. Thanking the Lord for her. And praying for her. Simple things. Little things. Really that was not in my script. So. But, but I think that's important. This is important. The blooming of the family alters and the priests in the family. The, the Lord showed me the family altars in the neighborhoods becoming the strong towers of transmission. 
the lord in this era in this decade is going to use the small group the small families coming together in fervent prayer because the lord is going to inhabit these places and there is going to be transmission and there is going to be the shifting of atmospheres that's going to take place in the neighborhoods so you are going to be the people who will cleanse the airways and angelic activities will begin your neighborhoods will change our nation will be blessed because that will happen remembering how you fell in love and few words were spoken you were happy looking at each other but there was such great communication that's what is going to be happening there is going to be the time of jesus and lazarus jesus didn't come on time he was not in a hurry he took his own time and he came lazarus was dead it was a messy situation he was dead for 3 days and it was a stinky business it was messy but our miracles rest on the resurrection power it is not going to be the timing we will all have a a time such as lazarus we will may have to ask where is the lord where is my answer where is my open door it may be a messy situation it may be a difficult situation it will be a stinky situation but in time the lord will show up and there will be the resurrection that will come it is wicked not to ask of the lord isaiah 30 and verse 1 says the holy spirit in us is the chief prophet we don't have to be seeking men in suits to get that word but seek the prophet within you first and then seek him to perform his word isaiah 30:15 says the lord offers us to come back to him so if all what i have said if we have mucked up and messed up and not sown and not plowed and not 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 he is still waiting we are not a hopeless people we can make that come back he is waiting to be gracious unto us he is the great i am who speaks and he will not wait isaiah 40 and verse 31 says that they that wait upon the lord will renew and i believe there is renewal we will run we will fly we will walk and we will not faint in 2021 so i leave that word with you with all my heart that together we move forward and upward for all of you and for myself he who brought us this far will take us not only in 2021 but beyond until he completes what he has called us to do what this house has been called to do and to perform he will be faithful he that began the good work in all of us will keep us and bless us god bless you